This is the Irrelevant Information Podcast, a podcast about the importance of the unimportant. I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and today we're going to talk about the Art Basel banana. There's really no denying that we are divided in this country. But if ever there was something that unified both young and old, liberal and conservative, and even Texas fans and OU fans, it's the collective disdain that all people of all walks of life feel when they hear about some new work of modern art selling for a ridiculous amount of money. You'll hear things like, that's not art, or my favorite, I could do that too, and for one moment, Red and Blue, In-N-Out and Whataburger fans, or whatever rivalry you can think of, come together to feel superior and outraged by artists. This week, it was a case with the Art Basel banana. It was just a simple banana from a supermarket in Miami, duct taped to a wall. That thing sold for hundreds of thousands of dollars, and the internet collectively guffawed and was incensed at the same time. But maybe... Before joining in on the memes, we should step back, take a moment, and try and see what positive or worthy thing that ridiculous banana says about our world, if anything. But also, yeah, I could totally tape a banana to the wall myself. The banana on the wall is actually an art piece entitled Comedian by Italian artist Maurizio Catalan. The piece was displayed by Parisian gallery Perrotan as a part of a larger show, Art Basel Miami, which takes place in Miami every year since 2002. The artist, Maurizio Catalan, is 59 years old and is kind of a humorist in the contemporary art scene. He's famous for things like a wax sculpture of Pope John Paul II being hit by a meteorite or perhaps more recently and famously, an 8-carat solid gold toilet that was featured at the Guggenheim Museum in 2016. This artwork, by the way, was entitled America. So yeah, a dude is one of those types of artists. He's more of an El Barto than El Greco, right? He's completely self-taught. His work features satiric and performative elements and aims to caricature the art world and social values of the world. The banana, however, and I'm going to call it that because it's a way better name than comedian, the banana has no satirical comment or performative element to it on its surface. And according to this article on artnet.com, the artist kind of confirms that. He says the banana is supposed to be a banana. That's what he says about it. When pressed about the meaning of the work, he didn't offer much else, but instead said the following, quote, I'm not in Miami, but I'm sure it's full of paintings as well. I thought maybe a banana could be a good contribution, end quote. Now, don't be fooled into thinking there was no thought put on this piece, though. According to the same article on Artnet, which I will link in the show notes, every aspect of the work was carefully considered from the shape of the fruit to the angle, how it's been affixed with duct tape to the wall, to its placement in the booth, which was front and center on a large wall that could have easily fit a much larger painting. Now, Catalan had been working on this piece for about a year and he had made bronze and resin versions of his banana. He mentioned traveling and having his bronze and resin bananas on the wall and not being sure how to finish it. So there was some thought before arriving at the banana should be a banana epiphany and taping it at a certain angle. Now that's the story of the artwork. That's really all it is. It's a banana taped at an angle on the wall in this space where a much larger painting should have been. And that thing, this banana that's supposed to be a banana, sold for $120,000. 
and it sold twice. Two comedians were sold for $120,000 each. How? What determines that worth, right? I'm sure that's the question you're asking. The price was determined by the artist and his gallerist, Perrotan, who apparently reached the $120,000 price after some discussion with their goal being to strike a balance between some trivial number and an outlandish one. Now, personally, I would have set that outlandish number at the Lucille Bluth price of $10, but Perrotan had another idea, and good for him, it bit. The idea got two buyers, right? An interesting part of the story between these two is that their relationship goes back 27 years. Yet, Perrotan didn't even promote the work and considered it a miracle that it got this much buzz. He's been Catalan's champion, though, and had to convince people individually for years that Catalan's work was worth being shown. And I believe him because in the artist's profile, back in the year 2000, uh, he mentions that he somehow got him, his gallerist, Perrotan, to dress up like a giant pink phallus for a month. He got his gallerist, his champion, to dress up like a giant pink penis for an entire month. Uh, that's why I know that this guy believed in the artist. I don't think I'd do that for anyone, to be honest. So big pink phallus guy who'd been dealing with this artist crap for 27 years is the one responsible for the $120,000 price tag and two people bit, which is still incredible to me. Still, even after knowing all of this background, do you feel like this is art? And more importantly, why is contemporary art so expensive, right? Contemporary art many times can seem stupidly simplistic or ridiculous or not worthy of even being sold as a decoration at Dollar General, right? What many people think of as real art, you know, pretty paintings, photorealistic representations of a bowl of fruit or a landscape, whatever, that's not necessarily modern art. The progression of contemporary art into what it is now can be traced back to the turn of the 20th century and the advent of cameras. As soon as cameras came around, art was no longer about representing the world accurately with skill because photography can do that better, so artists naturally no longer felt compelled to do that with their art. Art then became more conceptual and not as literal because a camera can do literal world better than any artist can, right? Also, most of the time, it's not pretty, which is what a lot of people want. People want art to be pretty and reject anything that isn't pretty right? There's also a denial of anything that's simple, splotches of paint or single colors, but there's something more to be explored there. There's this great painting from 1915 called Black Square by Kazimir Malevich, and that's what it is. It's a black square in paint. It's kind of cracked, but Malevich didn't just paint that black square on day one. He didn't just go out there and say, I'm going to paint a black square. Instead, that painting is a progression of over 20 years of his artwork going from one style to the next, stripping away from his style year after year until finally he arrived at this black square, which is just the simplification, the bare essence of his style of his paintings. So there's a whole trajectory in that painting, in that story. Yet... When it's manifested, it's still just a black square, and it's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Why? The simple answer is because someone is willing to pay that money. And here's where I think the real problem with modern art is. It's not so much the simplicity of it or whatever. Andy Warhol, one of the great modern artists, said that art is whatever you can get away with. Right? I, I think that's true. But the real problem is that art at some point 
became a commodity more so than anything else. Nowadays, nobody talks about art without mentioning the price right away. And there's a great quote by theologist Dallas Willard that describes this world of art as an economic enterprise where, quote, art only by accident occasionally has something to do with art. Art objects are now commonly referred to as product by those who handle them and only make news when they're sold for absurdly large sums. End quote. This is exactly what happened with the banana. If it wouldn't have sold for 120000 we wouldn't have heard about it. We would have seen it on some stuck-up Instagram influencers page or, or a few of them, but then we would have forgotten all about it and everyone, like your mom, your uncle, all these people would not have heard about it and it wouldn't have been all over the news, but because it sold for a ridiculous amount of money, it became something to be spoken about, thus highlighting the problem with our society at large and art. There's really no need to look at art and the price tag at the same time. Art shouldn't be defined by this way, and yet it is. There's even something that struck me about the story when I was doing the research for this. Um, the gallerist, the guy that, that sold this work, Pierrot, who sold the banana, said the following words to close out one of the pieces that I will link in the show notes. He said, quote, a work like that, if you don't sell the work, it's not a work of art, end quote. Now, with that quote, he shows that Mr. Pierrot, the gallerist, ascribes to the very belief that the only way the banana is art is if it sells. Otherwise, it's just a banana. And if we subscribe to the perverted and twisted view of art as economic enterprise, then Mr. Pierrot is right. And this work is the epitome of art. The banana is only art because it's sold. Otherwise, it's just a banana. What turns a banana into art in the 21st century is not making it out of resin or bronze or taping it to a wall. What makes a banana, what makes just a banana art is that two rich dummies paid for it. What a jacked up world, right? One final thing. Now, I know there's a take that this is just money laundering and that the majority of the art that sells for this type of money is just an instance of money laundering. And sure, maybe that's the case for some, but I don't believe it to be the case for all modern art, and especially not this one. Here's what I personally think is the greatest virtue of the banana taped on a wall. It duped two rich dummies out of $120,000 each. Sure, it's offensive that people have that kind of money, the kind of money where you spend $120K on the idea of a banana taped to a wall at a certain angle because you're not gonna get that very same banana. That banana is rotten now, right? They just spent it on the idea of that, on a certificate that tells you how to tape your banana every two weeks or every week or whenever. It's offensive, it's immoral, but they don't have that money anymore. Catalan and Pierrot rid those two rich idiots of $240,000. $240,000 that will somehow find its way out of the world of the uber rich to the normal world. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of scamming rich people out of their money. Selling art for ridiculous prices to the poor? Bad. Doing it to someone who is dumb enough to not realize this is just a capitalistic manifestation of the ridiculous state of contemporary art? Please sell all the bananas you want. I hope the uber-rich buy all the fruit taped to all the walls in the world and lose their money in the things that held no real value. While you're at it, buy this invisible coat from me too. If Catalan's work does nothing else, it did that. It ripped off a rich person. And that, to me, is the real art.
that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you um, have some takes yourself about the art Basil Banana and the world of contemporary art. I hope it just gave you something to think. Feel free to share this with a friend. Um, post it on Instagram or whatever. Follow us on Instagram. We're at Irrelevant Podcast. See you next time. And as always, OR4 did nothing wrong. This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.